Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. They got the guy, they got the cop killer, they got the murderer of Officer Mendez in Philadelphia, thank God. But there's still others out there. There's still others out there, at least two more. But this is part of a larger carjacking ring. Seems to be centered in Camden, New Jersey. I'm coming into Philly to steal cars and kill cops. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you would like to weigh in today. Uh, Let's see here. I wanted to uh, go to Rick and Del Rand. He wanted to chat about Donald Trump and the gag order. And just if you're just joining me, the issue here is that the judges said Donald Trump cannot go after the prosecutor. He can't call him a thug. He can't say things about the case that the judge doesn't like. It's a political prosecution of a man running for president of the United States being prosecuted by the United States of America. Think about this now. This is the United States of America versus Donald Trump. And Donald Trump as a citizen, as a candidate, cannot go after the United States of America in his own defense on the campaign trail in the court of public opinion. Rick is in Del Rand. Hello, Rick. Hello, Rich. Nice to talk to you. Um, long-time listener. Thank you. So I was telling your screener that maybe this judge handed President Trump a solid because now he only can talk about policy. He can only focus on, you know, he won't be able to do the name-calling that makes the suburban housewife so upset because they won't be hearing that. They'll only hear policy on the campaign trail. So, I mean, it's horrible. It's a, an extremely... Uh, It's not constitutional at all. It's an extreme violation, like you said, of his First Amendment rights. Um, I don't know if he's got any type of a more to appeal it. But, you know, he can get his surrogates out there to speak, speak, you know. (laughs) He has surrogates can trash Biden for the what's going on. But when he gets out there, he just needs to focus on his policy. He got things done. And I think a lot of people, no matter what, they're going to go in there if we get the vote in November. They're going to pull the lever for MAGA. They're going to vote for Donald Trump. 
Well, I, I understand the, the point about having to stick to policy, but people in politics, they also want to know about candidates' ethics. They want to know about candidates' uh, accusations around them. And this is as old as politics itself. We, we don't just stick to right. policy in, in politics. And to deny him, to deprive him of the right to be able to convince voters that this is a targeted political prosecution against him is, well, first of all, it it also is a political issue. Because if the government of the United States is weaponized, if this is a weaponized Department of Justice, if the Biden administration is going after its political enemies, that's also a political issue. I mean, there's an entire House committee right now that is dealing with the weaponization of government. But in addition to that, we have a long history in this country of politicians who've been accused of things who have the right to go out there and explain themselves about it. And if they're not allowed to oh, explain that, then I think it, it, it's, a, it's a big disservice to them as a candidate. Oh, it is. His hands are tied in that regard to, to you know, speak, speak up against, you know, which is obviously uh, the witch hunt. It's obviously tying his hands. It was obviously meant to be. I think he had resigned himself to the fact that it was going to happen because he put out his last tweet. But um, I don't know. I think I'm hoping, you know, you got to hope against hope that this will still work out in the end, like you said. Well, I think he needs to fight it. I think he needs to fight it, Rick, and he needs to fight it hard. Hey, thanks for the Um, call, buddy. You have I appreciate the call very much. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. 855-839-1210. Just a reminder, Thursday night, this coming Thursday, will be at Parks Casino Club 360. It is another comedy night. God knows after all the crazy news we've had, we could use a good night to laugh. Phillies game's at 5 on Thursday, so you can watch the game, watch it at Parks. There's lots of places to watch the game there. And then head over to the comedy show. Starts at 8 o'clock. And I'll be there. uh, MC Mike Baldini. Kevin Downey Jr., who's hysterical. Marion Groden. Uh, tickets are just 20 bucks, and they include your first drink. Marion Groden is, she is fantastic, by the way. She makes everybody laugh. And Kevin Downey Jr., he's got some good political humor, too. I'll, in fact, I'll get him back on the show. I've had him on before. 20 bucks includes your first drink. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. Just go to parkscasino.com slash comedy. Must be 21. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and I'll see you there this coming Thursday night. Also, thank you if you joined us at the Grand Hotel of Cape May on Friday. We had a fantastic show, probably our best crowd yet. Biggest crowd, best crowd, phenomenal time. And thank you if you joined us. And if you didn't, your next chance will be December 15th, Friday, December 15th, because Cape May is beautiful Christmas time. It really is. So you make sure you want to join us for that. Uh, here's the latest on the speaker sale, the speaker race that's going on sale. There probably is a sale going on. The speaker race that's going on right now on Capitol Hill. The latest is that they're going to have a vote tomorrow at noon. And basically there are there were three avowed no votes, including Mike Rogers, Ken Calvert and Ann Wagner. They are now all signaling in public statements that they will reverse course and they will back Jim Jordan's bid to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. So this means that it's definitely trending his way. Now, we all agree Jim Jordan would be a fantastic speaker. There is no one who is stepping up right now who has the ability to stop him and block him and really change votes away. So what I'm saying is that Any holdout right now is not about 
somebody else. It's about just their pure opposition to Jim Jordan getting in there as speaker. And why? Because Jim Jordan is a guy who's not just going to simply rubber stamp $6 billion going to to Iran, not going to rubber stamp more money for Ukraine. He's not going to do that. He's going to fight that. But he's locking up dissenters' votes. And this is the latest article from National Review. And what it says now is that Republican members will convene Monday tonight to discuss continuing disagreements over their speaker nominee. Jim Jordan right now is their nominee, but he doesn't have the 217 required to win the gavel tomorrow as of right now. So the pendulum is swinging in Jordan's favor. The pro Jim Jordan camp is betting that unlike hardline conservative members, many of whom stalled McCarthy's membership speakership back uh, in January, if you remember, they went to 15 votes. Mainstream Republican holdouts are not used to getting flack from grassroots conservative groups around the country, and they're going to cave when the vote moves to the House floor. So here's the strategy that they're employing. The strategy is they're going after these so-called moderate Republicans, you know, the reasonable Republicans, the ones that the Democrats all seem to love and the, the cable news shows all love. And, and then the conservative voters out there are calling their offices and saying, you better back Jim Jordan for speaker. And Trump's involved, too, because he wants Jim Jordan for speaker. So now the question is, they flipped it around. And so these moderates are getting calls and, and people calling them up and going, you guys going to be rhinos or what? Are you going to back? Are you going to back Jordan? You're going to back Jordan, a guy who is fighting this weaponization of government. In some ways, the judge's gag order on Trump actually helps Jim Jordan's timing. Because Jim Jordan is the chairman of the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government. So he's a guy who's been out there passionately fighting against this government of the United States of America that has been weaponized against its own people. And this prosecution of Trump is the very example of government prosecution, of weaponization. It's 100% that example. And so Jim Jordan has been out there passionately fighting against this, and right now, it's looking good. The effort has proved successful in at least temporarily stalling momentum behind Jordan, uh, opposition against him. And that's good, because if, if, if nobody else is stepping up right now, People may just turn around and say, all right, I don't want to deal with the blowback from conservative voters back in my district. Now, Capitol Hill, there's two worlds here. There's the world of Capitol Hill, and then there's the world of back home in the district. You know, where those Republican voters actually vote for you to be a member of Congress. And so a lot of these members of Congress right now, they're all they're Most of them are afraid of their shadows. And they they don't want to look like they're piling on with the conservatives. But at the very same time, they also don't want to get a primary challenge. So let's take a guy like uh, Tom Kane Jr., for example. Tom Kane Jr. is a guy in North Jersey in his first term in Congress. And he's part of the Problem Solvers Caucus. He views himself as a moderate. He likes to let everybody know that, much like his dad, Tom Kane Sr., he can work across the aisle, work with Democrats. But he doesn't want to get a primary challenge from a conservative his first go around. He, he's already targeted by the Democrats for that House seat. He's got to defend it in November of 2024. Last thing he wants, last thing any of these guys want, is to, is to burn the conservatives 
and have to face them in a challenge. What he'd rather have would be Speaker Jim Jordan coming and endorsing him in a primary or making it clear that there will be no primary challenge against him, which is another advantage. So if you're if you're a guy in a district such as that, where your biggest threat right now is not only the general election, but also the fact that you're new, conservatives look at you a little bit skeptically, you don't know exactly how you want to play this because on the one hand, your district might be a district the Democrats could win. So you don't want to seem too conservative in a general election. At the very same time, you also don't want to face a conservative primary challenger because then you got to go and run as a conservative with statements that can come back and hurt you in the general election. You know, if in June of 2024, a guy like Tom Kane Jr. has to fight to prove that he's the real conservative, quote unquote, in the district, the conservative primary voters, and he wins the nomination, but he's had to go further to the right than he's comfortable. And in a general election, in a district now that's being targeted by Democrats, where they're going to spend a lot of money to try to oust him, and they'll use all those statements against him, versus he just goes along to get along, doesn't oppose Jordan, and then he doesn't have to worry about a, a conservative primary challenge, because then the Speaker of the House will then be in charge of the Republican National Congressional Campaign Committee, the the NRCC, the National Republican Congressional Campaign Committee. The speaker will oversee that process, decide where the money goes. And any conservatives who try to challenge these moderates in a primary challenge may get a phone call. That's where things seem to be going at this point. And if that's the case, then that means that Jordan will 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 wrap this up and could wrap it up tonight. Heading to the floor of the. House of Representatives with 217. The other thing they're going to say behind closed doors tonight to each other is, listen, you don't want to give the Democrats the ability to have bargaining chips here. You don't want to turn around to these Democrats and and have them turn around and say, listen, you owe us or you're you're only going to get your guy if you if you give us the following things. So the Republican caucus has to rally now. They have to come together. Nobody is making an, a, 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 a true concerted effort to stop Jim Jordan. There's, there's nobody there who really has the ability to do that. So then you might as well get on board with Jordan. There's more for you to gain, politically speaking, by getting on board with him than there is for you to turn around and oppose him at this point. That's the reality. That's what these members of, of the Republican Party are dealing with at this moment. Now, this is an ever-changing situation. And we'll see where all this goes between now and then. But what I noticed, though, is that Jordan's wall of opposition, according to another political story, is also now starting to crumble. The previous hard no Republican lawmakers are now publicly endorsing him with others signaling their softening. 24 hours before the full House will vote on whether to hand Jordan the gavel, the Judiciary Chair and his allies have managed to chip away at a significant block of opposition that many in the House Republicans saw as insurmountable just days ago. These, these, these lawmakers who had publicly said absolutely not, which included the very powerful House Armed Services Chair, Mike Rogers. Rogers is a guy you see on TV all the time talking about the need to do more in Ukraine. He's all in. Rogers is your the typical old school Republican who... Loves the military-industrial complex and everything, but he doesn't want to lose that chairmanship. That's a powerful position, House Armed Services Chair. 
But if he if he doesn't go back Jordan and Jordan becomes speaker, well, then he's out. He doesn't want to do that. He's not stupid either. Another holdout, Representative Vern Buchanan of Florida, posted on Twitter Monday that he would be offering his support on the House floor to Jim Jordan. He's a senior member of the Florida Republican delegation, a significant get given that three Republicans from the Sunshine State are still holding out. Some House Republicans also raise eyebrows at the nod from Representative Ken Calvert of California, a senior appropriator who has been similarly skeptical of the ultra-conservatives' demands this Congress. This is what he said. Uh, well, he, hasn't, he, he just said he would back Jordan publicly. Jordan said to reporters a short time ago, I feel really good about the momentum we have. I think we're real close. I think we're real close. If this happens, Jim Jordan becomes speaker tomorrow, then everybody who was angry at people like me for wanting Kevin McCarthy gone will pretend like they were never against, or they were never, I should say, I should rephrase it and say, they'll all turn around and they'll never mention the name Kevin McCarthy again. They will. They'll never mention his name again. Because all the people that were screaming and yelling, what, two weeks ago? Not even. Because how do we do this? We've made such bad publicity, bad PR moves. Instead of talking about this, this, and this, we have this intra-party battle. If Jim Jordan is handed that speaker's gavel tomorrow at noon, you're not going to hear a word from those people. They'll never mention the name Kevin McCarthy again until they do. And it'll be, I was a to- I never liked Kevin McCarthy. I was, you kidding? Not me? No, no, stop, please. And I told you that last week. Because people didn't want Kevin McCarthy to begin with. And then all of a sudden, when this move was made to oust him, Matt Gates was Satan himself. The, the other Republicans across the aisle to vote with Democrats to get rid of McCarthy, they were the worst pond scum human beings to ever live. They should have been thrown out. There were people that wanted him thrown out. I think um, Newt Gingrich said that, right? Kick him out. Karl Rove wanted him gone. Get rid of him. Well, well, <laughs> well, guess what? Tomorrow, if Jim Jordan gets the gavel, you will never hear anybody out there saying that, that Kevin McCarthy should have stayed speaker. They will all pretend like they were always on Jordan's team the entire time. He's very, very, uh, that's what he said. So there we go. Good stuff. 855-839-1210 if you'd like to weigh in today on everything we are chatting about. And speaking of the speaker's race, don't forget something. Uh, Another thing that Jim Jordan is doing is going after the origins of COVID-19. There was a New York Times editorial today that was written by our friends over at the White Coat Waste Project. And these guys do great work exposing the gain-of-function research that was done in that Wuhan lab. Because, you know, this government is not interested in doing it. This government is not interested in doing that. The Biden administration wants China to get away with it, obviously. They want China to get away with it. They don't want China to be held accountable. But the White Coat Waste Project put out the following statement. They said, since early 2020, when we first exposed Fauci's reckless funding for dangerous gain-of-function experiments at the Wuhan Animal Lab, we have been leading successful efforts with Congress to ensure the white coats in Wuhan have not received any more taxpayer funding. Now, we were the first to publicly call on the Biden White House to to defund all gain-of-function labs in February of 2021. Meanwhile, records show 
the National Institutes of Health and colleges and universities across the country have been resisting reforms to this reckless gain-of-function research. Taxpayers should not be forced to fund dangerous gain-of-function animal experiments that waste money, torture animals, and engineer super viruses that can cause pandemics and be used as bioweapons. The solution is simple. Stop the money. Stop the madness. Yeah, well said. Absolutely well said. That was from Justin Goodman, Senior Vice President of the White Coat Waste Project. And Justin's been on the show a few times. And they've said now, the notorious Wuhan lab that likely caused COVID has finally been blacklisted. The House of Representatives defunded gain-of-function and other dangerous animal labs are having, and, and they, they are now pushing back. And so taxpayer funding to abandon this treacherous gain-of-function experiments in animals that the public widely opposes. I oppose it, you oppose it, everybody who thinks, everybody who has a brain opposes this stuff, obviously. The Wuhan lab was recently blacklisted after the House, led by guys like Jim Jordan pushback against any efforts to fund these laboratories, any efforts to fund these bio labs with gain-of-function research money. It never should have happened in the first place. I mean, it never should have happened in the first place. But don't forget, Jim Jordan's a guy who's leading the charge on that. He's leading the charge to end gain-of-function research and to hold Fauci accountable. And he will. He will hold Fauci accountable. He is ending, he is going after the weaponization of government. And also, too... Jim Jordan is also leading the charge on the oversight of the Bidens along with Jim Comer to make sure that the Bidens and their crime family are finally exposed. And this is a big win. Now, <clears throat> NJ Diet is going to help you lose weight. Guaranteed weight loss. Guaranteed weight loss with NJ Diet. Just in time for the holidays. Everybody's bulking up. I know what it is. I mean, I know the Eagles lost to the Jets yesterday, and I still can't believe it, but... Phillies are back tonight. We're having a lot of parties and tailgates, and maybe you're not eating the best right now. I understand. Maybe drinking a few more pops than usual. It's okay. I get it. NJ Diet's are there for you. Contractually guaranteed weight loss of 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Just say it with me. 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. You will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds with NJ Diet. They use your hair, saliva, and blood work along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone so you can finally lose that weight. Then, NJ Diet uses DNA info to help you keep it off. And best of all, it's contractually guaranteed, like I said. You're fully supervised the entire time to make sure you are burning fat and not just losing water weight. You even get the doctor's personal email and the doctor's personal phone number. No shots, no hormones, no surgery. Locations close by in King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, and Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Call 855-5-NJ-DIET. 855-5-NJ-DIET. Or go to njdiet.com and lose the weight for good. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Now, here's the other thing about this, which I find interesting, is that there's a story on Axios that Jim Jordan is saying that he will allow a vote on Ukraine funding. Good. To allowing the vote. See, what I've always said to you, and I've, I've said this for a long time, I, I, think, I think the American people are tired of it. I think the American people have had it with this Ukraine funding. I personally am. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sick of it. I'm over it. But what I've also told you a million times is stop bundling this stuff in these gigantic omnibus bills, these continuing resolutions, and have a separate up or down vote. And that's what Jim Jordan said he will do. And that's good. Have a vote on it. That's exactly what Congress should do. And this way, every single member, every single member will have the opportunity to cast their vote and then their constituents back home will know exactly how they voted. And they can't turn around and go, oh, but I didn't know I was voting for that because it was just in a continuing resolution or it was just in a big funding bill. Now, I personally hope it doesn't pass. But that should not be up to Jim Jordan solely as speaker. This is a major, major issue involving United States foreign policy. So the vote should be had. The debate should be had. This is what the Constitution requires. We see already what the media spin on this is. And I'll tell you what I mean by media spin, right? The corporate media spin. So here's uh, the scoop from Axios. Scoop. Republican lawmakers say Jordan gave assurances on Israel-Ukraine aid. Now, you might hear that headline and go, oh, so Jim Jordan is now going to be supporting Ukraine aid? Oh, so he's just going to become another typical Republican? No, that's not what he said. What he said is that he'll allow a floor vote on Ukraine funding if he wins the gavel. Many hardline House Republicans are pushing for the United States to stop providing funding to Ukraine. But allowing a House floor vote could allow funding to pass thanks to significant help from Democrats. Now, a Jordan spokesperson denied that the speaker nominee made promises, telling Axios that Jordan's conversations were about working to find the right approach rather than specific promises. Quote, he's not going to block a vote. What Matt Gaetz said is, however you feel about Israel and Ukraine, I think a responsible and reasonable government ought to address those questions separately correct have an up or down vote in ukraine have an up or down vote in israel don't tie the eight packages together and don't tie them into other things and if republicans vote with democrats to pass funding for ukraine well then you know what their constituents will at least know that they did and that's how this is supposed to work this is just how it's supposed to work Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia posted on Twitter, we need a speaker who is able to put their full efforts into defeating the communist Democrats and save America. We must stop funding foreign wars hyphen Ukraine. 
Now, Jordan has flipped multiple Republicans in supporting him on Monday, most prominently House Armed Services Committee Chair Mike Rogers. Rogers said in a statement that Jordan had answered his concerns on multiple issues, including defense spending. Matt, can you see if you can find that that statement from Chairman Mike Rogers, if you could be so kind? Uh, the defense hawks have been adamant in their push to continue supporting Ukraine in its fight against Russian aggressions. The Biden administration has been working to reassure European allies that the U.S. will keep supporting Ukraine. But more than half of House Republicans voted against supplemental aid to Ukraine in a late September vote. Well, you see, what a guy like Jim Jordan needs to do of the House of Representatives is to turn around and say to everybody. This is House Bill number one. And it's Ukraine funding. Do the eyes have it? Yay or nay? That's it. That's what he should do. But what they have been doing in the past, what Kevin McCarthy did with the continuing resolution is he's just tying it all together because he wants to give cover to a lot of Republicans who are going home to find very angry conservative voters in their district who are saying, would you stop? Would you please stop with this endless perpetual Ukraine funding? Would you please stop with it? Stop. Enough. Enough. So this is good. His speakership momentum is going. The opposition is failing. There's another Hill alert that just came out a few moments ago that even a couple of others have now come out and said that they will go along with it. Now, it'd be interesting to see if this person changes. This is um, Representative John Rutherford of Florida saying he refuses to support Jordan because he won't let Matt Gates win. How long is he really going to hold it, hold that? Now, this is audio you have of Jim Jordan. This is what uh, Congressman Jim Jordan just said a few moments ago. Take a listen. And, and Mike Rogers uh, publicly saying they would support us. Uh, two great members uh, who do all kinds of great work. Um, so that was uh, that was that was really really big. So I feel I feel real good about the momentum we have, and I think we're we're real close. So the vote's going to be tomorrow. Do you do you uh, will you go to the floor even if you don't have 217 votes locked tomorrow. down? That's only, that's how our system our great system works, um, and we will go to the floor tomorrow. Um, it's not about pressuring anybody, it's just about we got to have a speaker. You can open the House and do the work of the American people and help our dearest and closest friend Israel if you don't have a speaker. So we get the speaker, we, we get the House open, and we get to work on uh, the resolution and, and supplemental for, for Israel. Um, and we get back to work for the American people. And that's what I'm committed to doing, because, and I think it's going to happen tomorrow. Because you had said before you want to have 217 first. Well, I, I do think that's that's ideal, but uh, as one of my colleagues said in the room, I don't know if, if there's any way to ever get that in the room. Mm-hmm. I would love that, but I think the only way to do this is the way the founders intended is you uh, you have the vote tomorrow. Um, we've set it for 12 o'clock, and um, I feel real good about it. Well, you have more than one ballot if you don't get to 217 on the we're first. Gonna, we're going to elect the speaker tomorrow. That's that's uh, that's what I think is going to happen. Good. I mean, that's uh, that's excellent that he feels I think he I think he knows it's going his way. A lot of times in politics, what happens is it's just momentum starts going your way. And then when that happens, people realize, all right, you know, the train's leaving the station here. And I I don't I don't want to I don't want to lose the ability to be on that train because it's it becomes too much. You know what I mean? It becomes too much to be on the opposition side of that. Here is uh, Chairman Mike Rogers and what he said a short time ago. Take a listen. Oh, sorry, that's my bad. This is John Rutherford. Oh, that, this is uh, Congressman John Rutherford. That's Jordan. okay. Yeah. Are Jordan right now? Okay, where I'm at right now is I'm, uh, um, since 
the folks that want to follow the majority, which is the rule, we should follow the majority. Kevin McCarthy had 96%. Uh, 4% took him out, joining with the Democrats. Now we're in conference where the Democrats don't get the vote. And I'm back with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, since he, out of all of the folks that have thrown their hat in the ring, he is head and shoulders above the rest in, in the majority that he's able to put together. It was 96%. And you're a no on Jordan on the floor right now. I, I'm a no on allowing Matt Gates in the, in the other seven to win by putting their individual in as speaker. Yeah, well, how long are you gonna how long are you gonna hold out like that? I mean, how long are you gonna you gonna go that way? Is the question? You're gonna wind up losing a lot of support, and I imagine the phones are gonna be ringing to his office very very quickly. That's that's what I would imagine is gonna happen there. So wait, you, I'm sorry, you, ha- you said you had Rogers, or you, you don't? Have I do Rogers? not have Rogers. Oh, no, sorry, no that problem. was a typo. I meant Rutherford. Uh, well, there that that's that's good. This is where things are headed here. This is this is good. I think Jordan's gonna get it. My 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 spidey sense is telling me he's probably gonna get it. It's looking like it right now. It's looking like it could be that good. He told Hannity on Friday, at this point, it's an old conversation, but he said that uh, there'll be a new speaker by the end of next week. Now, this is what the House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries, said on Meet the Press. Now, this should be an alarm to every single Republican who's a holdout, like that guy you just heard. Every single Republican who's a holdout against Jordan, this should be a gigantic red flag to them which is that if the only way you're going to get to 217 is by cooperating with Democrats, then that means, understand what that means. That means that Democrats are going to get something here. So, you know, if, if Matt Gates winning, is that important to you? If you're you know, stopping Matt Gates from so-called winning is really what your priority is versus Hakeem Jeffries winning. You got to really think about this here because this is what Jeffries said, cut 10. Well, let's start right there. We heard you talking about a bipartisan solution to resolving this stalemate in the House. Are you actually having conversations behind the scenes with your Republican counterparts about trying to create a bipartisan solution, a governing coalition? There are informal conversations that have been underway when we get back to Washington Tomorrow, it's important to begin to formalize those discussions. From the very beginning of this Congress, House Democrats have made clear that we want to continue to put people over politics and to fight for things like lower costs, better paying jobs, safer communities, and to build an economy that works from the middle out and the bottom up. On the other hand, House Republicans have been focused on fighting each other. It's time to end the Republican civil war so we can get back to doing the business of the American people. And we as House Democrats are committed to finding that bipartisan path forward in a meaningful way. Leader Jeffries, this has been going on for 11 days. Why haven't formal conversations started yet? At this point, that is on my House Republican colleagues. We have made clear publicly and privately that we are ready, willing, and able to enter into a bipartisan governing coalition that puts the American people first and solves problems for hardworking American taxpayers. I might need, if you need me to come to the Phillies tonight, let me know, okay? Sorry, Dave Skopinich, our vice president of sales, just popped in the studio for a moment to say hello. Give trade. To give me trade. But also to say hello. 
And now I just, I'm trying to beg him to take me to the Phillies game tonight and he won't do it. Didn't even, I, I asked him, I said, do you want me to come to the game with you? Nope. He's got tickets? <laughs> well, well, they all the suits, all the big wigs do. You know that. Uh, of course. They all go down I, I don't there. even know why I assume differently. Yeah, why would you assume differently? Come on, please. Why would you assume any differently? Anyway, so he distracted me from that clip. I'm sure it was, <laughs> I'm sure it was important. Uh, yeah, if you want me to summarize, basically, Hakeem Jeffries it. was saying that there are informal conversations taking place um, that would uh, be a bipartisan solution to the speakership fight. So Democrats would basically have a say in who's ultimately selected. A uniparty solution. A uniparty solution. Yeah, well said. A uniparty solution. And then we've talked about the uniparty, and we don't like the uniparty. No. They are annoying. Correct. <laughs> So for Republicans like that holdout who said that he doesn't want Jim Jordan, he doesn't want Matt Gates to win, that guy has to think very carefully about being the guy who leads to a uniparty solution where Democrats gain massive amounts of power because he has got an axe to grind with Matt Gates because he's butthurt. Can you say butthurt? Is that a thing? Can you say that? Uh, I think you can say it, but you shouldn't say you, it. Well. You got on me one time for saying it, so I... I, I don't refrain. believe that's true. Oh, 100%. Oh, I, wait a second. I got on you for saying butthurt? Correct. That's not true. Stop saying it. Yeah, maybe stop saying <laughs> when it. When did I get on you for saying butthurt? Don't say it. It was probably... It. I want to say it was around like two months ago. You're like, you can't say that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I obviously wasn't serious. I can't tell sometimes. I mean, unless in the context you were talking about it, there was some sort of a, like a virus going around. No, that I, was, caused one I forget to... what we were talking about, but I was calling them butthurt weenies or Why something. Why are you saying it now? <laughs> well, and I had it. a problem with you saying butthurt weenies? Stop something like that, yeah. It. I don't think that I would have a problem with you saying butthurt weenies. <laughs> I don't. I think I'd be a butthurt weenie if I said <laughs> that. You're killing me. I'd, I would be a butthurt weenie if I said that, and I would never say that to you I'm for saying butthurt weenies. From okay, that's fair. Right? All right I, guess, yeah, I guess maybe I'm wrong. I think maybe you just misunderstood. It's fair enough. Maybe perhaps at the time you were being, for lack of a better word, <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> say it. Don't say it. We know we know what you're thinking. Don't say it. You don't have to say it. Okay, I won't say it. Boo. But hurt winning. Uh, All right, uh, so uh, I can't we I might have to. I can't not say it. I don't have the ability to control my brain. We knew what you were going to say, though. You didn't have to say it. But if it. you told me not to say it, I wouldn't have said it. The minute you tell me I can't say something, I say it. I was trying to be polite about it. Oh, wait. So, wait. I just got a I got a, uh, I got a, we got to give prayers here to uh, a buddy of ours on Twitter. Papa Lee is a great friend of the show. He says, hi, Rich. I typically don't ask for myself, but I am now. I'll be going in for heart bypass surgery on tomorrow. Tomorrow. And he would love Zioli Army prayers. Greatly appreciated. That Philly boy died of too many cheesesteaks and hoagies caught up to me. <laughs> Thank you. So Papa Lee on Twitter, at Papa Lee, very simple, P-A-P-A-L-E-E, Papa Lee. Papa Lee would love some prayers. He considers himself a proud Levinite and member of the Zioli Army. And he's, in Delco, he's a Delco guy, and he's a, he's, uh, he's a good good guy. So say some prayers for him tomorrow going for his, uh, his bypass surgery. That'd be great. All right? Appreciate that. 855-839-1210. Fine. Evans Roofing Inside. I'm not going to say it. Okay? You said it like nine times. Don't say it in the live read. Definitely not going to say that. <laughs> Matt Kelly would not want me adding the word <laughs> butthurt to his live read. Stop saying it! But if you use another contractor, you might wind up being that because they might take your money and run. But not Emmons because they are honest as the day is long. They are honest as the day is long and... 
I've been talking to Matt over the weekend. Uh, he's going to be doing a project for me. I'm going to tell you about it very, very soon. But a, a buddy of mine just used Emmons Roofing for their roof in Haddonfield, and they said they did a phenomenal job. Project was done exactly like they said it would be. No surprises. Everything was done. Most importantly, his wife, my friend's wife, was very, very pleased with Emmons. Very pleased with the work that they did. So that matters. And they can also do remodeling projects for you as well. Kitchen and bathroom remodeling needs. Roofing, siding, windows, and now baths and kitchens. And I've used Emmons for literally all of those things. They did my roof. They did my windows. They did my doors. They remodeled my kitchen. They remodeled my bathroom. Emmons is the Delaware Valley's one-stop shop for all of your home improvement needs. Just call them at 856-556-3229. today for a free estimate. Online. At EmmonsRoofing.com. EmmonsRoofing.com. That's where you want to go. That's what you want to do. You want to go to Emmons today. EmmonsRoofing.com. You can also, in addition to going to EmmonsRoofing.com, you can go to EmmonsRemodeling.com and see all their great remodeling projects or visit the showroom in person. It's about honesty. It's about integrity. It's about trust. It's about getting the job done right. That's what my friends Matt and Stephanie pride themselves on. And you'll be very, very pleased when you use them in your home. Emmonsroofing.com or Emmonsremodeling.com. Choose Emmons. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, it is uh, Monday, busy day today. The uh, Philadelphia police announced earlier that they have the murderer in custody, the cop killer, but they're still looking for two more guys. One's dead. Uh, one's now in custody, and there's two more out there. So I'll give you an update on that in the 5 o'clock hour of the show. The gag order on former President Donald Trump. Uh, Johnny Cook on Twitter asked a very good question regarding Jim Jordan, and it's a question that I've that a number of, uh, of, of people have asked me recently. If Jordan becomes Speaker, will that affect the work of his Judiciary Committee? I'd love if Massey took over, but that's just a libertarian fantasy. Well, actually, I think Tom Massey would be fantastic as chairman of that committee. Uh, I, I, and I think, I think Tom Massey has been a team player to Jim Jordan. I think Tom Massey has obviously been willing to anger some conservatives recently with some of his votes. He's justified them from his perspective, from a constitutional perspective, like for example, the initial vote, which would have, um, I think, I think it was the first vote around that would have fined, um, you know, a member of Congress, some exorbitant amount of money that he said was an unconstitutional measure. And he, and he he defends every vote he takes based on the United States Constitution. And people get angry with him. But, you know, at the time I said, look, from Tom Massey's perspective, it was going after Adam Schiff. From Tom Massey's perspective, you can't levy that kind of a fine against somebody. It violates the Constitution's provision on 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 outrageous punishments and fines. So, he justifies it, whether you agree with it or not. He justifies his thinking on this stuff. And then they, they, they reworked the language. And then ultimately, Adam Schiff was censured. But I think that it'll probably be a situation where if Jim Jordan is speaker, everything traditionally flows from, from, from there. And then the reason why McCarthy went along with things like the Judiciary Committee being the way it is, the Oversight Committee the House Select Subcommittee and the Weaponization of Government, 
putting conservatives on the rules committee was because it was the, literally the only way the guy was going to get the job. He didn't want to do those things because McCarthy, let's face it, McCarthy's a swamp creature. And I said that to you in January. I, 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 when they finally gave it to him at 2 a.m., whenever it was, I was so bummed out. I tweeted out I was bummed out about it. I'm happy the guy's gone. I told you when he, they were kicking him out. I said, I'm glad he's gone. And I also told you at the time that everybody who's screaming on the radio at guys like me or people like you screaming about the fact that Kevin McCarthy is ousted will one day pretend like they were not trying to defend Kevin McCarthy. Every member of Congress who went on TV, every, every conservative commentator, they'll all just pretend like it never happened because if Jim Jordan becomes speaker, they'll be thrilled. They will be thrilled. Every conservative will be thrilled. So certain conservative hosts who are yelling at people on the radio, not naming names, will be very, very happy when, if Jim Jordan is handed the gavel tomorrow. Which is the fact. And, you know, and I had some people send me some notes and say things like, this is, this is a distraction the Republicans didn't need. It's a distraction from this. It's a distraction from that. And I told you at the time, don't make your strategies around what you think the corporate media is going to say. Because the corporate media is going to find a million things that can be distracting. They can weather events. How many times do they just cover weather instead of Biden's crimes, for example, or something around Biden? So don't ever do what's best for America. Don't try to ever win the corporate PR battle because conservatives will never win it. Just give up on it. That's why talk radio is here. That's why the the social media aspect of conservatism, libertarianism has taken off to such a degree where people have their own shows and channels and communicate and, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and people don't rely on the corporate media the way they used to. So don't try to plan your day thinking, oh, well, how will the corporate media react to this? And and like I told you at the time, on Friday, the Republicans agreed to a continuing resolution. Over the weekend, the fire alarm gets pulled by that jackass. And on Monday, the corporate media wasn't going on about how great the Republicans were for voting for a CR. They were going on about how childish they were for going after this guy for pulling the fire alarm. So you can never win with these people. So don't try. Don't try. Don't try to win with the corporate media. Don't try to win with the left. They're never going to like you. They're never going to say nice things about you. So don't worry about it. It reminds me of something my grandmother used to say when I was a little boy. She used to say, never explain yourself because your friends don't need it and your enemies won't believe it. And I think that's a very wise Italian saying that my grandmother used to say to me. And it's true. And, in, and I think in politics, it really, it really works that way because you can, Republicans can dance on their heads thinking that they're going to make the corporate media happy. And then the very next day, the media will be back to trashing them over something else. So don't worry about it. Jim Jordan becomes speaker. It will be a massive win. And nobody will be shedding a tear for Kevin McCarthy, nor should they have shed a tear for Kevin McCarthy. The guy wasn't entitled to a job for life. And the same thing I told you at the time holds true today. And that's this. When all these Republicans cross the aisle to vote with Democrats to perpetually fund this war in Ukraine, you don't hear a lot of conservatives screaming about that. These Republicans crossed the aisle, vote with Democrats to get rid of McCarthy, a swamp creature. And now hopefully Jim Jordan's going to get the gavel. And you would have thought that these people, by voting with Democrats, ended the republic itself, destroyed the republic themselves, itself. Anyway, more to talk about. we got 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up straight ahead for you. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.